as I was praying about what to start teaching on these Sunday nights, we haven't had Sunday night really in the month of December, so it's been a little while. And uh, this title to a book that Brother Hagen wrote many years ago kept coming up in my heart. Plans, purposes, and pursuits. Plans, purposes, and pursuits. And I'm not really going to teach anything out of his book, but I just like the title. And the title just struck something on the inside of me of how important it is for us to get the plan of God. At this time of year, so many people start off a new year and they have New Year's resolutions and, you know, I'm going to lose weight and I'm going to go to the gym. We do belong to a couple of gyms and I went the other day and I was like, wow, there's a lot of people here, but just wait a couple of months and, you know, not so many will be there anymore. Because people, that's what happens when you make New Year's resolutions. Sometimes they are not kept. But that's okay, you know, that, that we do this. But also, it's important at the beginning of the year, when we make plans, and it's good to have plans. It's good to be a planner. I'm a planner. I like to plan things out. I like to organize, organize things. It's good to have a plan. It's good to have vision. It's good to have goals. But they may not always be in line with God's plan for our life. And that's where we miss it sometimes. I hear people say this sometimes. I've heard them say things like this. They'll say, um, I just don't understand why things didn't work out the way I planned. I don't understand why things didn't work out the way I planned. Well, right there is the problem. Too often, even as believers, we make our plans. We have 10-year goals, we sometimes 20-year goals. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. But too often, we make our plans and then we say, Oh, yeah, I'm a believer. God, would you please bless my plans? Did you know that's the exact reverse and opposite that we should be doing? Because if we will get the plan from the planner, they'll be blessed already and we'll walk in his best. So when people say things like that, I don't understand why things didn't work out like I planned. It made me think of this scripture in Proverbs chapter 3. Verse 5, and I want to read it out of the New Living Translation. It says this, Trust in the Lord with all of your head. (gasps) What? Trust in the Lord with all of your emotions. No. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And I like this translation because it says, Do not depend on your own understanding don't don't just depend on what you know in the natural again we need to make plans we need to research things you find a home whatever you got to research all of that stuff but we cannot just depend on what we may know 
in the natural. This says we're to trust in the Lord with all of our heart, not leaning to our own understanding. He knows things about things that we have no idea about. Even if it's going to buy a new automobile, you don't need to walk onto the the lot there where you're going to go buy a new car and get your hands on it and just start screaming in tongues and you know, all of that stuff. And everybody get terrified and, and scared, but you can not just depend on what the car salesman is telling you. This could be a brand new vehicle, but there could have had something happened at the factory that nobody knows anything about. But when you trust in the Lord, just silently, just down on the inside of you, he might say, no, not that one. Get that one a few rows down. Just like the one you're looking at, same color, same everything. But he says, not that one, that one. That is him helping us. That is us not leaning to our own understanding. You and I have inside information. Inside what? Inside the Bible. And thank God for it. We are children of the most high God and we can walk and live in a realm that other people don't understand. Again, we're not going to be like, Ooh, out here somewhere in outer space or, you know, people have to put a rope on us because we're just floating up into the clouds, but we are supernatural beings and we can contact, we have contact with a supernatural God who promises to lead us and to guide us into his perfect will and plan for our lives. Is anybody else in here thankful for that? Thankful for our heavenly helper. Amen. Thankful for his ways and his means that the Holy Spirit directs and leads our lives. Hallelujah. So this scripture said, don't depend on your own understanding. So if we're not going to do that, we're going to have our trust and our confidence in him and his ability to establish his best in our lives. A lot of people live and die and they never step into God's best for them. We're not to live in the acceptable will of God. There's a perfect will of God for our lives. And we don't have to settle for second best. We don't have to say, well, this is as good as it's going to get. Oh no. If you have something on the inside of you that mm, this isn't quite right, don't settle for less than God's best. I'm not going to live and die and walk in God's acceptable will. I'm going to be in his perfect will. Amen. Enjoying the fullness of the blessings of God. So you know me, I like to look up definitions. So I looked up the definition for plan in that old 1828 Webster's Dictionary. And I found this to be interesting. It said the word plan and planted were from the same root word. And they mean to be set, fixed, and established. So that got me to think about it. We're to be fixed, set, and established in Him. Our roots down deep in Him. 
our plans established on his word and on what he has said to us. Uh, Our plans are not to be what we think or what we want to do. But it's what he has designed for our lives. This scripture in Proverbs 19, 21 in the Amplified. I love this scripture. I remember with our, our youngest son, he, all of you that have been here for a while, you know, he, he's a wonderful man of God now. This is way in the past. But he had some struggles. And then even after he started overcoming some challenges in his life, he was struggling with, what should I do with my life? Do you all remember those days? Maybe you were younger. You had young teenagers or young adults, and they were trying to figure out, what should I do with my life? Where should I go to school? Who should I marry? And it's just, you know, all of these things. And I remember one time sitting down and talking to him. And the Lord gave me this scripture to give to him. I'm just like, James, stop just thinking all of these trying to these scenarios. Have you ever done that? Well, I could do this or I could do that. And this scenario is going on and that scenario is going on. Or I could go here or I could go there. And all of these things, reasoning and thinking, think, thinking, there's a good word, thinking anyway. But this scripture, the Lord gave this to me to give to him. Many plans are in a man's mind. Have you ever had your mind just racing with what you could do, what's possible, and da-da-da-da? Many plans are in a man's mind, but it is God's purpose for him that will stand. If we live according to the Word of God, Matthew 6, 33, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things will be added unto us. And when we seek him first, glory to God, and we get settled and fixed on him and his word, it will help us not to live out of our head or our mental realm. If we stay there, that's so far below what God intended. He said, many plans are in a man's mind, but they are not always God's purpose for their lives. If I were to ask everyone in this auditorium tonight, you would, I'm sure everybody would say, do you want to please the Lord? Well, I'm sure I would get a 100%. Yes, I want to please the Lord. If we want to please the Lord, then we need to seek the Lord and we need to discover his will and plan for our life. The Bible does not say as many as are led by our head, but it says we are led by our spirit. And just a little side thought here, just a a quick little review. I know most of you are familiar with this, but we are man is three part being. In 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it says, Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord. Which one did it mention first? Spirit. Our spirit is the part of us that's created in the likeness and image of God and is an eternal being. Secondly, our soul. Sometimes we say, you know, how many souls got saved and and that's okay. We're not going to, you know, be weird about that. But really our soul is our mind. 
our will, and our emotions. And then thirdly, we all know what else, our body. Our body is the vehicle that carries our spirit. And it is the part of us that will die when we leave this earth. This passage gives us the right order of priority. If we're going to walk in God's best, we're going to have to develop our spirit. First of all, we're going to have to secondly renew our mind, our soul to think like God thinks. That's where so many people get tripped up. They've asked Jesus into their heart, but they don't know how to deal with these thoughts that are still coming to their mind. That's why we encourage you, if you don't have it, get a little book called In Him and go through the scriptures and meditate on what we have in Christ Jesus and who we are in Him. Because when your spirit and your gets strong and your soul gets renewed, it's going to be easier to walk out the plan of God. If you were to ask most Christians to quote this passage of scripture, not all, but a lot of Christians, you know how they quote it? Body, soul, and spirit. And you know why that is? Because they're more body minded and emotionally ruled than they are the things of the spirit. Your body wants to be in charge. Has anybody found that out? We just came through Christmas and I'm not going to ask for a show of hands of how many cookies you ate or, you know, how much fudge you consumed, but probably whatever your body want, wanted, it got. You know, we all go through those times. The body is like, I don't want just one piece of pie. I want the whole pie. Are you kidding me? One cookie? Give me a dozen cookies. So the body wants to be in control. The body wants to get what it wants. And then the mind, our soul, our emotions, they want to rule us. Has anybody ever been tempted to be ruled by your emotions? They were mean to you? Be mean right back. They were ugly. You be ugly. You know, they deserve a piece of your mind. Just tell them what you think. Just tell them how you think about that. Just tell them off. Just get upset. Just get angry. Go ahead. Hold a grudge. Our emotions want to be in charge. But we are not going to be uh, body ruled or emotionally led. Amen. If we do that, it will keep us living out of our head. And not our heart. And we'll miss what the spirit is trying to impart to us. Because God is a spirit. He's not a body. God's a spirit. And the Bible says they that worship me must worship me in spirit. That's why when we come in here, thank God for Pastor Tom and and the worship team. They are helpers to just get us out of our emotions Get our body to raise our hands and our mouth to open up and to sing praise and worship unto the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. God is a spirit. And not only do we worship him from our spirit because he's a spirit, but that's where he communes with us. Spirit to spirit. People that say they're on a journey of, of trying to 
find God. And, and that's good. If people are seeking, there are seekers that are seeking the truth and they are seeking God, but you'll never be able to connect with God from your mind or with your body. We connect with him in our spirit. How did we get saved? You get saved by faith. We'll never be able to understand all of the scriptures and and how the the earth continues to rotate and how the clouds stay up in the sky. And there's some people that are so intellectual. It stands in the way of them just reaching out and receiving God. He's not a mind. You don't have to have all those questions answered. Receive by faith. I believe you're who you said you are. I believe, Jesus, you died for me. And even when we get born again, then how does the Bible tell us we're supposed to live? Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So the just must live by faith. We just step out in simple childlike faith and we trust him and we place our lives in his hand and we know that he's got good things in store for us. Can I get a helper in here tonight? How about an amen? Everybody still awake? You'll like this scripture over in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. This is out of the Amplified. Oh, I like this. For we are God's own handiwork. His workmanship recreated in Christ Jesus, born anew. That we may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for us. Taking paths which he prepared ahead of time. That we should walk in them. Living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. Do you believe that? That God's got a good plan for your life? Now this, sometimes you read things like this and you said, he prearranged some things for my life. Does that mean that we're little robots and he just winds us up and puts us on a track in life and we have no choice. We're going this way and he just makes us be little robots that go, praise him, praise him, praise him. No, he gave us something called a will. A powerful, powerful choice to either choose life or death. Choose him to live with him forever or not receive what he's done for us. We aren't robots. We have a choice. But when we choose him. Yeah, he said we're his wonderful handiwork. He's got great things, a good life in store for us. And when we choose him, we will enjoy the blessings of the Lord. And we can walk in what he has planned for us. Aren't you glad that God loves us and he loves us all the same? He's not the kind of father that looks down from heaven and he says, okay, I really like Christina, so I'm going to put her on this bed of ease. She's going to have this really wonderful life. But you know, there's just something about Tom that, you know, 
just kind of ticks me off. So I'm going to give him a really hard life. No, every one of us are going to face the same tests. Not exactly the same, but we're going to face tests. We're going to face trials. We're going to face rough times in life. But he said, if we will walk on the path that he has laid out for us, he's promised us. He's still going to cause us to be more than conquerors. He's going to help us in the midst of tests and trials. And when we are in our right place, when we are walking the walk that he has ordained for us, there'll be a grace. There'll be a grace for our race, even when hard times come. And he'll help us get to the other side of that so that we may have and enjoy life, abundant life that he came to give us. Amen. God wants to bless us and he wants to give us the desires of our heart. We quote that scripture a lot of times, but it is conditional as well. Psalms 37 verse four and five in the Amplified. delight yourself also in the Lord, then what's going to happen? And he will give you the desires and the secret petitions of your heart. Commit your ways to the Lord. Roll and repose each care of your load on him. Then I love this, don't you? Trust, lean on, rely on, and be confident also in him. And he will bring it to pass. The condition to having the desires of our heart manifest is found in delight yourself in the Lord. Delight yourself. Take great pleasure in. Be extremely satisfied in him. How about we do a little delighting just for a few minutes? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> we delight in you. And we delight to do your will. We thank you that you are good. And you are good all the time. Hallelujah. Amen. So when we spend time delighting ourselves in him, that's when he said he will give us, I like how it said that, the secret petitions of our heart. Did you know that down on the inside of you, there are things that you may not have even spoken out yet, that you have not even touched, but God knows they are there. He put them there. And if we will delight ourselves in the Lord, if we will seek him and trust in him with all of our hearts, he's going to help us to bring those secret petitions up and walk in them. God created us. He knows everything about everything. He knows your gifts and your talents. He knows the innermost being of us. I like Psalms 139 where it talks about that. We can't hide from him. There's nowhere that we can go from his love. And it says, when I was created in my mother's womb, you were there. 
He was there forming us and establishing our character on the inside of us and putting on the inside of us what we needed to walk out his will and his plan. And those secret things, they don't have to stay secret. He wants to perform them. He wants to establish them in all of our hearts. He is the great performer. And he does perform his word and establishes his word in our hearts. I remember back in... um, I guess that would have been to the beginning of 2004 after we purchased this property and we had to go before the city council to get our conditional use permit. We'd already had it and then the mayor had revoked it. So we were going to have to go back to the city council and the Sunday night before we were going to go there over in our old building. We were, I was preaching, we were praying, and the Lord gave us this verse. It's in Job 23, 14. He reminded me of that yesterday. I remember him giving us this verse. Job 23, 14. For he performs what is appointed for me, and many such things are with him. And that night as we were praying, it was so strong on the inside of us that God said, this building that we are now in has an appointment with you. And God is going to perform that appointment. And he's going to see to it that that building is yours. And we were praying and after we prayed, I'll never forget it. I mean, it looked impossible. The mayor was the one that didn't want us to have this. It didn't look real great in the natural. But I remember after we were praying that Pamela came up to me and she said, we're going to get a seven zero vote. And I'll tell you, I was leaning to my own understanding and I wanted to be a nice little pastor. I felt like saying, well, you know, four, three, be good. We'll take four, three. We'll take five, two. You know, I'm leaning. I'm thinking like this, but she was like, no, it's on the inside of me. We're getting a seven zero vote. She'd heard something and she spoke it out. Well, you guys that were here and we've heard the story. We went in there that night and it wasn't looking like we were going to get a seven zero vote. And at the end, we had a lot of people in there that were talking about the church and giving a good report of how the church and Jesus had changed their lives. Amen. Good report. And uh, right when they were going to do their little vote, the mayor said, I'm going to make a motion. And again, I'm sitting there going, yeah, I know you are. You're still against us. But they had these little buttons that they push. And one, the green lit up for yes and the red for no. I'm going to make a motion, she said, that we give the church their conditional use permit. Pushed her little yes button. And all the others, all six of them, voted in the yes column. And we got a 7-0 vote. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When God gives you a word, and God gives you his word, you can take it to the bank. He said he performs what he has appointed for me. God has some awesome things on his calendar for you this year. I'm hearing in my spirit divine appointments, glory.
glorious connections and get on the path that God has planned for you. Stay connected to me, says the Spirit of the Lord. And as you stay connected with me and you walk in my ways, as you go down that path, there will be intersections and there will be things that will intersect with you. Blessings that will overtake you. There will be glorious connections. There will be people that just happen to be there. You running, being in the right place at the right time. And you will make those divine appointments. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so continue to press in and to walk in the light. Stay on the light. Stay in the pathway of light. For the Lama the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter. So don't kalinda basanta. So don't stray and don't look to the left and don't look to the right and don't be moved by what you might be hearing or what you may be seeing. Keep your eyes focused upon me and keep walking that straight and that narrow way for there is a mandrata and my light will shine upon you. And as the light shines, you won't have when the light is shining bright, you're not going to stumble into things. <laughs> For the light reveals those obstacles. The light will shine so bright that hindrances will come to the light and you'll be able to avert them and you'll be able to avoid them. <laughs> so walk in the light. Hallelujah. <laughs> Stay on my path. Walk in my divine plan. <laughs> for the plans that I have for you. Oh, they're good. They're great. They're glorious. <laughs> oh, my Oh, this year. This year. <laughs> 2020. Oh, yeah. Greater, greater, greater glory shall shine in my church. Greater glory shall be revealed. And a nimbra sobata. And yeah, even a masa, greater doors. Greater doors shall be opened. And for some of you in this auditorium, doors of opportunity. Gabasi baronta, doors of opportunity. So kalindaramba, so kalidibo shombra. Spend extra time waiting on me. Spend time praying in the spirit. As you pray in the spirit, you build yourself up on your most holy faith. <laughs> oh, and you see, Binda, your spirit man gets stronger and your spirit man gets more alert and is keen and you're able to hear with a clear, clear ear <laughs> the things that I have in store for you. Hallelujah. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We are not going to miss our divine appointments. 
And we are not going to miss our day of visitation. Mm-hmm-hmm. Days of visitation shall come <laughs> on this church. And visitation brings a saturation. <laughs> oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. It's not by might. It's not by power. But by your spirit, we shall go higher. <laughs> Equipped and enabled and endued. With power from on high that comes from the presence of the Lord, comes from the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. So many things in store. So many wonderful things. Hallelujah. Eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard, but he will reveal them to us. Through his spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Pastor's been using this scripture. The last couple of Sunday mornings. In regards to hope. But I want to read it again. In Jeremiah 29. 11 through 13. I'm going to read out of the NIV. First verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you. Declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. And not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. What kind of a future? A bright future. Our future is so bright, we may have to wear shades all the time. Glory to God, because the Son of Righteousness has risen in our midst. So He's telling us here, I got good plans for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. How are we going to find out about these plans? Well, I'm glad you asked because verse 12 gives us the clue. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. That's how we discover his plans. That's how we walk in the prosperity. He promised. He says, I've got plans not to harm you, to bless you, to prosper you. You all want to prosper in 2020? Ha, ha, ha. Then call upon me, says the Lord. Pray out the plan. His plan is not hidden from us. But it's hidden for us. And it's right here on the inside of us. And it's our responsibility to pray it out. Jeremiah, again, the prophet, we just read Jeremiah 29. I like the prophet Jeremiah. Jeremiah 33, 3 in the Amplified. He said, call to me. I will answer you. What's he going to show us? I'll show you great and mighty things. King James says, which thou knowest not. Great and mighty things. Fenced in and hidden. Which you do not know. Do not distinguish or recognize or have knowledge or understanding of. Ho, ho, ho. They're fenced in. 
They're hidden for us. But there is a way to tap into them. We're not going to go into it tonight. But next week we're going to talk about processing the plan through prayer. And the way that we access these great and these hidden things is by praying in the Holy Spirit. In 1 Corinthians it talks about praying out divine secrets, mysteries, mysteries, hidden things that can come forth in revelation. When I saw that word there, fenced in, when something is fenced in, you know what? There's always a gate because somebody's got to be able to get in and out. So you're fenced in. Things that are fenced in. But God wants to show us the gate. I remember growing up on the farm. And of course, I got to have one farm illustration in here. But we had a lot of cattle. And some of the cattle were over on a, a different property from where we lived. And so my dad would load up the, the truck with hay. And then he would drive down this long fence on this bumpy road to the gate. And open the gate and unload the hay. And I remember I was my dad's little shadow going with him. And as soon as we turned the corner where that fence started, the cows recognized that pickup smelled the hay and they would run all the way down to the fence because they knew we were going to the gate and they knew when the gate was opened there was going to be a flood of blessings when the gate was open they were going to enjoy some delicious alfalfa hay so they ran to the gate that's the way as believers, things that maybe seem like they're fenced in and we don't have knowledge of right now and we don't have understanding of right now. Praying in the Holy Ghost opens the gate. It opens the gate. And as Pastor was sharing on New Year's Eve, it will open the door of your heart. Praying in the Holy Ghost will reveal things that we haven't seen yet, but we're going to step into. There are people here tonight, I believe, that need insight. You need some insight into the things of God. There's some things about the future that you're wondering about, and you need His wisdom. There may be there's those here that some things in your life are not quite right, and that things aren't working as they should. And the only way to get that gate opened so you can get into that fenced-in area where the wisdom and the insight and the understanding and all the rich provision that awaits us is to spend time with Him. Stay ahead of ourselves in prayer. Pray out the plan. Pray out the future. Pastor said something today that just so blessed me. Time is the currency of this dimension. Once it's spent, you can't get it back. But it's valuable currency that we can give to him. So spend time, he said it just like this, spend time with the timeless one. Tap into the dimension of the spirit 
and he will show you things to come. He will write his plan on the tablet of your heart. If you give him time, spend time, spend the currency of this dimension wisely. And he will write the vision, (laughs) write on the tablets of our heart, his plan, his will, and his purpose. Amen.